you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Everybody, it's Matt Michaels, Sin City Steve, Simon Street here on the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting, and this is our three count for this week. DJ Impact is still in the middle of the MGM Grand here in Las Vegas looking for his fuzzy slippers he lost this weekend, but uh, hopefully he'll find them and be back with us next week. Uh, We're going to start off this week with our first count, and this is uh, a story that is basically taking everyone by storm and it's uh it's giving opinions that are both uh you know both extremes of uh you know people uh, hating on this um whether it be because of his actions or because of the product essentially sucking when he was uh essentially in charge and that is vince mcmahon takes action in support of plan for wwe to undertake a review of strategic alternatives and capture unique opportunity to maximize long-term value for all shareholders uh this uh news broke on i believe january 5th and uh as of yesterday it looks like vince is now uh back in uh control here um but it does say uh, Vince McMahon, the founder and controlling shareholder of World Wrestling Entertainment, announced today that he has taken necessary actions to position the company to capitalize on a unique opportunity to maximize long-term value for all WWE shareholders. The actions communicated to the WWE's board of directors today via written consent include the election to the board of Mr. McMahon, as well as Michelle Wilson and George Berrios, former WWE co-presidents and board members, and currently the co-founders and CEOs of ISOS Capital Management and the requisite removal from the board of three directors. Mr. McMahon expects to assume the role of executive chairman of the board. Uh, it will The new role will enable him to uh, make unified decisions through the company's upcoming media rights negotiations and a parallel full review of the company's strategic alternatives, which Mr. McMahon believes is the right course of action and in the best interest of WWE and WWE shareholders amidst the current dynamics in the media and entertainment industry. As Mr. McMahon has communicated to the board, he believes there is a narrow window of opportunity to create significant value for all shareholders and that to do so, the strategic alternatives review must occur in tandem with the media rights negotiations. He also expressed to the board that he believes these two initiatives require Mr. McMahon's direct participation, leadership, and support as controlling shareholder. Quote, 
WWE is entering a crucial juncture in its history with the upcoming media rights negotiations coinciding with increased industry-wide demand for quality content and live events and with more companies seeking to own the intellectual property on their platforms, said Mr. McMahon. The only way for WWE to fully capitalize on this opportunity is for me to return as the executive chairman and support the management team in the negotiations for our media rights and to combine that with a review of strategic alternatives. My return will allow WWE as well as any transaction counterparts or counterparties to engage in the processes knowing they will have the support of the controlling shareholder. Uh, you know, it's a long article goes on, but you know, this is uh, again, you know, all basically set through the idea that um, Vince is the controlling shareholder in the company. And again, the move was made uh, just this past weekend. And now Vince is back in control of the board itself. I'm going to go to you, Simon Street, first. And, uh, or actually, Sin City Steve, let me go to you first. And, um, you know, first off, your take on this, but also, you know, with his removal. And there was a certain person that you happen to appreciate a lot in a company that was started by this guy. And uh, Tony Khan, I believe, was, uh, I don't know, needling Mr. Vince McMahon about uh, Tony being the longest CEO currently in pro wrestling. Uh, so, you know, not only Vince coming back and, and the aspects of this, but how does this affect Tony Khan and what they're doing in AEW? So one thing that's really funny that you mentioned, uh, with that is, uh, Tony actually tweeted out something the day that the news came out that Vince, uh, was back and, uh, he, he was at least self-aware and, uh, he mentioned how, how cordial everyone was to him at work that day. And uh, I found it extremely funny. But the fact is, you know, who couldn't have seen this coming from a mile away? Seriously. Vince McMahon is the controlling the, the controlling shareholder. Okay, that's fine. So he's going to name himself to the board of directors with the stipulation that he's going to be there to oversee a sale. Now, obviously, he has to deem that sale being worthy. What are the odds that this is all the work? And now Vince has moved on from trying to work the marks to trying to work Wall Street and trying to work investors. Who says that he's ever going to sell? Because obviously he has to, you know, give the go ahead to sell. Um, I think that's one thing that that is kind of getting lost in the shuffle here. Um, now, obviously, you know, in the last couple of days, things have been... Um, you know, things have come out where they're, you know, working towards a sale and, and things of that nature, which at the end of the day, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if this is going to take place, but the thing that I can tell you is everybody in the wrestling world is watching this particular news story because 
everyone else sees the writing on the wall. Just because Vince installs himself in the board of directors, removes two people that were leading the investigation into the hush money claims, and then two more resign out of protest. Huh, gee, I wonder if anything's going to happen from this latest scandal. Obviously, probably not. Um, and it's it. to quote a really good friend of mine, the elites work on a much different playing field than the rest of us do. If this was any other person, uh, if this was anyone outside of the elite ruling class, he would have already been in jail. They would have they would have expedited things. They would have gotten him fast tracked. You know, we would already be hearing about arraignments and and all sorts of craziness. But because it's Vince McMahon, seemingly he can do no wrong, and he's above the law. And quite frankly, until legal action happens, he is. Sadly. Yeah, so I agree. He does need to run for president in 2024. Um, <laughs> Simon Street, you know, I think that what we're seeing on the internet reaction, um, kind of to take it away from what Steve was going at and to bring it into the idea of here's a guy who has these charges against him, of course, and people are mad about that. But I think, oddly enough, the typical wrestling fan is more concerned with the idea that Vince McMahon will make the product shitty again. And uh, it's it's very interesting because, obviously, this is not regarding uh, – Triple H is still head of creative exactly. um, that is still in place. And Stephanie is still the uh, basically the underling CEO. So um, – you know, how, how do you as a fan look at those other fans out there who think that as soon as the word Vince McMahon appears and it ties in with any type of taking back power in the WWE, that everyone all of a sudden hits apeshit crazy, that this is the worst thing in the world and um, the product itself is doomed? Uh, in that sense. And then if you want to elaborate, that's, that's fine as well. Uh, well, first and foremost, I think a lot of people, although they are entitled to their opinions, sometimes their opinions are devoid of some factual, uh, you know, grounding with that in mind, if you go into a God dang store and for years, you've been buying the same type of Arizona tea for the longest time, and you walk in there the next day, and all of a sudden, they don't have that type of Arizona tea. You don't go to the goddamn dude you've been seeing for 15, 20 years and say, hey, why the fuck you don't have the Graham Arizona tea they have for the last five years? Duh, he doesn't have anything to do with why you don't have that Arizona tea. I make that example because, unfortunately, sometimes people who, can, who, who consume the product, they don't understand the whole entire uh, scope of the business. Right. Vince McMahon doesn't need to, to run operations. He got the right people in place to handle that. We've seen a lot of upside to that. It seems to be in good uh, in good mode for that. I will say what is very important is, is that Vince McMahon is placing himself in a situation to be able to, num number one, uh, be where he's most needed at. I think he has more examples of these deals 
particularly with the, uh, you know, signing the TV rights. This man knows it to the point to where sports has patterned their decisions off of the decisions that Vince McMahon has made in the in the past. So why would you not have him there? In fact, give the man something to do because I don't want him to die because he's bored at home. I'm just being real. You got to give an old man something to do, and this is what he's good at. So I say to all these wrestling fans to answer your question, Matt Michaels, um, he's not going to touch nothing. Y'all calm the hell down. You got a better chance of having John Cena grow back the hair he lost in the top of the bald spot of his head that he has before Vince McMahon comes back and running the WWE. However, I will say this. I like what Sin City said. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it could be a work. <laughs> Which is cute, because at the end of the day, Wall Street is a big work in itself. Wall Street is calling a fire, or I'm sorry, calling smoke in the air, but never having a fire. And you see yep. a thousand people with money in a bank making decisions. So at yep. the end of the day, why would you not send Mr. No Chance in Hell? It's perfect. Welcome to America. <laughs> uh you, you know, you, you you both made really good points. Um, I'll take really quick here. Uh, one, you know, small leap of uh, the company if sold. Uh, you know, obviously for years, uh, Disney has been, of course, rumored. Uh, NBC Universal uh, would be a big uh, rumored uh, thing, uh, but. Wouldn't it just be interesting if uh, Warner Brothers Discovery bought the WWE? I think Mr. Tony Khan would be shitting himself at that point because there goes that TV deal and there goes everything you work towards. And uh, all it took was for them to just go, eh, eh, it's time to sell. But the interesting thing Thing that he that was said by McMahon was the idea that people want the distribution rights to the product. So to go along with both of you on this idea of a Wall Street uh, work, there's your work. They're not selling the company. They're selling the rights deal at a way higher price because of the fact that every streaming platform right now is going to want to have that in their library. And NBC, uh, you know, the Peacock needs this product. If they take it away from Peacock, they are fucked. So that drives up the fucking rights deal for Peacock to need to retain it. Also, interestingly enough, Vince McMahon has pretty much had a lifelong relationship with that company, being Universal USA when, when you know they, they took that over. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, listen, you know the other big news while we were away was that Bill Cosby himself is planning to do a fucking tour coming up. Live tour. So, you know, it's guys, like you said, Steve, guys like Trump, 
guys like Cosby, guys like McMahon, they could do whatever the fuck they want, get away with it. And yet Harvey Weinstein sits in jail. It's just unfair. Yeah, but he has an upcoming uh, documentary movie on that. I can't wait to watch that one. (laughs) So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And I think everyone needs to calm the fuck down and uh, let these guys uh, make their money. And uh, you know what? He Unfortunately, Simon Street, Vince will be dead soon anyway. So um, unless Vince starts a new company with Ric Flair as his champion. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's called the Never Die, Never Sleep, Never uh, Slow Down. <laughs> oh, man. All right, count number two. Uh, WWE's non-compete clauses might be in legal jeopardy. This is coming from comicbook.com. Um, WWE's standard contracts for their wrestlers include a new, uh, no-compete clause where the wrestler cannot work for another major wrestling promotion for 90 days. But it appears that might be outlawed in the near future, according to a new proposal from the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, on Thursday. Uh, they announced that a ban on non-competes has been proposed, citing that it suppresses wages, hampers innovation, and blocks entrepreneurs from starting new businesses. Before noting, it could potentially increase wages up to $300 billion per year and expand career opportunities for 30 million U.S. citizens. The FTC voted 3-1 to to publish its notice of proposed rulemaking, the first step in potentially making non-compete contracts illegal and voiding that stipulation from all current contracts. Whether or not this could affect the WWE and other pro wrestling promotions remains to be seen as wrestlers typically operate as independent contractors rather than employees. Stay tuned for more updates as they come available. Uh, Quote, the freedom to changes... The freedom to change jobs is the core to economic liberty and to a competitive, thriving economy. Uh, Lena Khan, no relation to either Tony or Nick, stated in the FTC's press release. Non-competes block workers from freely switching jobs, depriving them of higher wages and better working conditions, and depriving businesses of a talent pool that they need to build and expand. By ending this practice, the FTC's proposed rule would promote greater uh, dynamicism, innovation, and healthy competition. So, Simon Street, I'll go to you first on this one. Um no competes. Uh, you know, we've seen it for years and years and years in the WWE. Does it really make a difference if these no competes are taken away? Well, the interesting thing enough is uh, not so much just in relation to what we talk about, obviously, wrestling, because the wrestling podcast, but just in the overall scope of contracted workers, particularly 1099 contract workers. Um this is interesting for me to have to say because this kind of goes a little bit in my line of work. I am a 1099 contracted worker and I do have an NDA that I have signed. If I were to leave the company that I am with, I have a certain extended long period of time before I can go within the field that I uh, have expertise in. 
this directly goes into what you had said earlier in this article of uh, suppressing wages because you, you, you basically are temporarily banned from doing anything in the field that you have expertise in. Um, you know, and as far as like trade secrets and whatnot, you know, there are things within an NDA and even outside of an NDA to where you would not have to share trade secrets per se. Um, you know, it's looked, it's frowned upon in business. But in a wrestling thing, this would, this would, this would definitely change the landscape. Because now you're going to have more incentive to get people to stay from a company standpoint. Um, it's going to be even more to where you no longer have that holding pattern. So you can see people jump ship for whatever reason they want. Well, that means that companies are going to be restructured uh, 100% from the ground up. Um, do I think it's good for the wrestler that instead of having to uh, you know, find something else to do in the meantime while you're sitting at home waiting, because we all know the wrestling business is how much you save, not how much you make. And so at least now you'll be able to look at, OK, if my contract is up with WWE or it's been terminated, I can then go to an AEW or I go to Impact or New Japan, whatever the case may be. I don't have to wait that long a period of time. Do I think it's good? Yeah, I think it's good. And the reason why I'll say I think it's good is because I think that everybody should have the right to be able to work in the field that they want to work. But most importantly, which was not really mentioned in here, it breeds what America was built on. Innovation, competition. Because when you have people that can go and start their own business within the field that they started, that gives you competition. You never know if you give birth to someone that is going to be your future competition, which gives you an opportunity to make your company great either again or great in the next decade. I'll leave it at that, gentlemen. Steve, uh, when you think of the no compete clause, uh, you know, let's face it. Um, what Simon just said is very true from the sense of the greater aspect of business. But when it comes to professional wrestling, we're talking 30, 60 or 90 day no completes. So does this really even matter? So here's my thing is I think that it, you know how the government's going to do things. They're going to make one giant swath and they're either going to make all non-competes go away or, you know, it, this is just going to fall off the table. Um, realistically speaking, what I, what I think is something that needs to be noted Um there are certain things that, you know, privileged information is given to individuals in companies that is confidential, that is non, uh, non-public, uh, that is, uh, you know, designed for confidential reasons. Um, and, you know, you can call it uh, protecting the brand, you can call it whatever you'd like. But the fact is, if let's say somebody knows that something is going to release in 60 days and you know, they leave whatever the situation is and they don't have a non-compete, then they can go right straight to the main competitor and say, Hey, I worked on this. This is exactly what's going to roll out very shortly. And uh, what do you guys want to do? How do you want to beat this before they even take it to market more than anything? What I think that this does 
is this may actually start the conversation that needs to be had in the world of pro wrestling in that independent contractors and having their entire career run by WWE, you're not going to be able to do that and still label somebody as an independent contractor. If somebody is going to be an employee to a company, then they will have to be an employee. They won't be able to have this independent contractor status and have all the rights and, and protections that uh, WWE won't be able to have the, the, the dominion over all of these people. I think that this starts that conversation and that's what comes down to pass. Okay. So the problem, and this is the biggest problem in all of this is that what Simon described is the business structure aspect of things, an actual business, kind of what you were saying too with trade secrets, right? The WWE, AEW, any wrestling company, the problem is this. They actually are entertainment companies. And California passed their jackass bill about independent contractors trying to, uh, you know, make rights, uh, you know, better rights for um, people who did gig economy jobs. But it was a blanket. And guess what? That's the entertainment industry. And so all those actors who could write off things who, you know, are not famous actors. We're talking people who are making, you know, less than a hundred grand a year off of acting. Uh, they couldn't write off costumes. They couldn't write off uh, mileage for auditions, etc. That's a problem. Uh, the biggest problem is that they're not employees. They're performers. They don't have a nine to five office job. They don't get trade secrets. Now, someone like uh, a production designer who leaves WWE and goes over to AEW, okay, that's fair. That's fair because that's the trade secrets. They might be debuting a new set that no one knows about or you know, have a new innovation in a camera or something like that. That's fine because then they could bring that with them over to the new company and try to beat them you know, in terms of the brand and the product. But in terms of a performer, who gives a fuck if Sting is going to be debuting with his new tag team partner, you know, in two weeks, and then he jumps over to, you know, WWE. And, you know, it's... This is the problem with this whole... Independent contracting needs to be restructured, period. Completely. And, and I think that I think that this will help to usher that in. But only if it's counter to the division of performers versus actual employees, meaning you can't qualify. A performer can never be an employee because when you take a job on a movie set, you're hired for six days. You're hired for six weeks. Whatever mm -hmm. that length of the contract is, as soon as it's up, that's, that's it. it. And you move on yep. to the next job. And with this, you know, being a no compete clause, that's why it makes no sense 
we we as wrestling fans or those as wrestling journalists put so much emphasis on oh my god he's got 90 days and then he's gonna be blah 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 doesn't fucking matter if he had fucking 30 days 60 days 90 days because it never goes higher than 90 days and guess what does it really affect anything no <laughs> because you're just bringing in a new character to your show it's a product of a show and you know that's the problem is that this industry entertainment based industries need a new definition of what an independent contractor is to keep it separate from the instacarts and the grub hubs from the stuff simon was talking about in in terms of trade secrets um you know it, it just it's it's asinine that the government lumps everything together and it will never break because people are just too fucking dumb to change shit the right way. So I wanted to just quickly add, add something, if it was okay, gentlemen. Um, with regards to this, the one thing I thought of that I didn't get a chance to speak on is that it does come down to, at a certain point, about, like I said before, incentives. Benefits is the number one thing that a contractor does not have. So outside of the entertainer's part, obviously, right, as the contract. There should be a limit to what is qualifying a person as a contractor and what qualifies a person to be entitled to an offer to be a full-time. Because at the Let's end of the day, if, if, if you're just getting money because you're on for six days, I see what you're saying, right? But they can recoup the cost for certain things for that six day. Do, but that's that make sense? But that's a different problem. That is what a union's for. And True. there's your problem. Arrest yep. and see in acting, you have a union and it fucking yep. does that shit. In wrestling, you. they don't have a union, and that still pisses me off that SAG has never spoke up and tried to bat for these guys who are fucking television stars. So yep. yeah, point. don't don't put the conflict. I'm glad you brought that up because that is a very valid fucking thing that in this realm. It just it it really they need a fucking union and that's what would help them and help these mm -hmm. types of situations. All right, let's go to count three. Uh, this comes from Sportskeeda. Thank you for everything. Liv Morgan, Sasha Banks, Nikita Lyons, and other popular WWE superstars react to current stars' emotional post. WWE superstars, including Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Naomi, Sasha Banks, JC Jane, Brianna. Uh, Brianna Brandy, Nikita Lyons, Aaliyah, Carmella, and many more have recently reacted to Natalia's emotional post on social media. Taking to Instagram, Natty recently uploaded a few photos of herself alongside Cora Jade, Banks, Carmella, Morgan, Zelina, Naomi, Sasha. This article just likes putting names to fucking just stretch this fucking thing. Oh out. yeah, dude, you got you got to hit the algorithm so you show oh. up in the search results. That's Same. exactly what it is. We should copy and paste some of these names. Uh, <laughs> Natalia uh, mentioned how difficult it was for her to step away from the ring, but added that it helped her understand the better. Um, this the superstars were full of praise and support for the current star. They appreciate it. The latter for contributing to the business and being one of the kindest people in WWE. Um, Natalia did post 
this whole thing would collapse if you just go out there and think of yourself. It's been my view my entire career to give back whenever I can, new talent, established talent, top of the card or not. I wanted to make sure the business that runs through my family's veins is there even stronger after I'm done with it. This past year has been incredible. I somehow ended up with three Guinness World Records, and it wasn't for having the longest fingernails or eating the most hot dogs in 10 minutes. It was for a massive body work in WWE, 15 years of uninterrupted work, a whole lot of insanity. Um, and then she goes on. It was a hard decision to step away this November. Uh, she'd work through anything usually. She always had injuries, deaths, tragedies, etc. Uh, taking a break for the first time gave me a chance to reflect on what this all means to me. The time away has helped her uh, just kind of piece together her own massive jigsaw puzzle and define what success in other business, uh, success in our business is, and what success in her own personal life is. Attaining longevity while cultivating the future is like the pat your head and rub your stomach trick. Not many can do it, but I'm very grateful to be someone who can. She's excited to wrestle in 2023 for women's wrestling as well. And she always wants to make it a top priority to continue to tribute as much to women in this sport and to give back to all the women who gave to her. Women who inspire me to earn my spot every time I walk through the curtain. You never know which little girl you're going to inspire inspire simon street this was uh your article what uh do you take away from this and uh what is uh the thing that brought you to this well the one thing i thought i brought away from it was you know give people flowers while they're here you know and and i don't mean it in the sense of just the life and the you know uh that natalia still has physically walking around but you know career-wise right um natalia has given really so much not just sweat equity in wwe but um she is the big reason why so many of the great names in the evolution of women's wrestling came about i i mean charlotte flair if she was right here would tell you that off the top of her head uh sasha banks would say that you know um you know, Bailey would say that, you know, Bianca Belair, the list goes on. I'm sure we could make an algorithm as Sin City Steve said, but I felt it was necessary to bring about a different type of topic for us where we're giving flowers to somebody because women's wrestling is, at least on the Western front, is really starting to build momentum to come out of the, you know, the past that we remember it as, you know handprints on boobies and mud wrestling and bathroom breaks. Yeah, I, I'm being honest. You know, you only had few and far between female, uh, you know, uh, wrestlers who were actually worth, worth, you know, saying that, hey, they were actually like wrestlers. So Natalia is a huge part of that. And so, you know, I just think it was great that a lot of people chimed in on it. I do like that she stated in Twitter, who said anything about me retiring, which was great because at first it, it, it did sound like she was going to retire. Um, and you know, like I said, you, you know, there's probably some other things in her personal life that she wants to do. So I just wanted to share it and get you guys thoughts and people listening to the podcast as well. You know, uh, thank you so much, Natty, for everything you've done and 
Don't want to immediately see you leave. Sin City, what's your take on Natty Hot Nightheart? So I think that Natty really helped to bridge uh, the previous era uh, from, as as Simon had just mentioned, uh, to where we are today. And I, I think that she's really, really underrated uh, in what she helped to bring about within WWE. Um, I, I, it, you know, there are people that are going to be, um, you know, that get all the glory and there are those that, you know, were extremely selfless and set those people up so that they could get the glory. Um, I think that Natty's accomplishments in the ring will, you know, her, her accolades in the ring, I should say, um, overshadow, um, or, or excuse me, her, her accomplishments, for everything that she's done outside of the ring, um, they, they're not going to get the the attention that they deserve. And it's, it's a shame. Um, you know, obviously Natty is somebody that has built a legacy in WWE and has, if you look at all the people that spoke up and commented on this post and, you know, shared uh, the, what Natty meant to them. And, you know, it, it, it's astounding. It's, it's very astounding. And I think that, you know, I, I don't think that this is the end, but you know, she said that she's looking forward to wrestling this year. Great. Um, I think that there's still plenty of gas left in the tank, but yes, the, the way that that post was set up, it seemed almost like a, I'm going to dip my toes into the thought of possibly walking away. Um, which I, I don't think that, you know, if, if she's in a space where she feels comfortable doing that, then that's fine. But she doesn't need to walk away yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's, she's been there 15 years. She has earned the right to, uh, take time off, uh, oh, yeah. quite simple. Um, you know, and if she wanted to walk away, who, you know, <laughs> who can blame her? Um, if yeah. her and TJ are set, then great. Uh, she can make, absolute money off of her cats um because the cats have you know uh, a huge following on uh, the internet um her sister has an only fans so you could probably see if natty wanted to retire she could probably do stuff with her sister for only fans and they could do a lot of money that way oh my um, gosh yes <clears throat> wow uh, <laughs> all right then <laughs> I'm just but, I'm uh, I'm 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 just saying there's more to love. That's all. But you know, the the true thing that we have to thank Natalia for is the development of great talent in female uh division over the years, like uh Lana and Eva Marie and Carmella and Aaliyah. Without <laughs> Natty, those women wouldn't be possible. And <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that was good <laughs> all right um everyone thank you for tuning in uh again uh catch us our on our live stream uh next sunday 8 p.m uh pacific time and um we will be uh heading out of here uh right now simon street uh any final thoughts Pretty much, y'all. It's a new year. It's time for us to do some new things. You don't have to be a new person. Just make some new moves, and you never know where that'll take you. Follow your dreams, and uh, things will work out. You'll see. And Sin City Steve. 
All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do week in and week out. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Um, very special shout out and thank you to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're doing it on lands foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And uh, last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code VEGAS at checkout. Save yourself 15%. There you go. And, um, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to say, uh, if you haven't, uh, catch the DeFal Files this past week uh, to hear a little bit about Joe DeFalco talk about Phil Baroni, uh, the uh, ex-MMA star who uh, was uh, arrested for uh, the murder of his uh, ex-girlfriend uh, down in Mexico uh, this past week and uh, was a uh, wrestler who trained at FSW and uh, just some some strange times to have Stefan Bonner pass away uh, you know, just, just uh, two weeks ago and, uh, the next week, uh, Phil, who, uh, did run a little bit with Stefan in, in, in the years, uh, arrested for, uh, murdering his, his ex. So, uh, check out that and, uh, all the uplifting stories that we provide along those lines, uh, every week on the DeFalco files. Uh, once again, we will be back next week and, uh, thank you all for tuning in. And everyone, until next time, happy wrestling. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.